Thanks for tuning in to the Crew at UGA podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Crew exists to call students to know God, grow in their faith, and go to the world. If you would like to get more connected with Crew at UGA, or if we can help you in any way at all, go to the show notes and click on the link, or follow us on Instagram at Crew at UGA. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Crew at UGA podcast. I'm Kyler, a staff member with Crew, and this week's episode is going to be pretty different than what we've done in the past. Instead of me and Alan being together recording this episode, we're actually going to play a recording of a Zoom call that he had with three of our Crew at UGA alumni. And so here it is. We hope you enjoy it. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Alan, and I am joined tonight by three of my favorite people, super awesome alumni of Crew UGA and dear friends of mine. And we are gonna talk a little bit tonight on a Zoom call because they're scattered all over the US. So I think I told you guys, but just to recap for the audience who's listening, we have been doing a series over the past few weeks since we started the semester that kind of zooms in a little bit on our mission statement, which we kind of say in short form, no, grow, go, which is crew exists to call others to know God, to grow in their faith and to go to the world. And so the past couple of weeks, we've been doing a series on grow. And now we're starting to talk a little bit about go, which is moving out in our faith, reaching out to others, making a difference, participating in the kingdom of God and God's purposes as he would call us to do it. And so we thought instead of just doing a talk, we would just love to hear from you guys a little bit about your experiences, how that plays out in your lives after you graduate from college and, um, and hear your stories, because I just think there's so much value in just kind of hearing what God is doing with you guys in your lives and, and the vision of what, what can happen. And so I'm going to let them introduce themselves so you can kind of get used to hearing their voices. So why don't you guys, Hunter, why don't you start? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Hunter Kelly. Uh, I currently live in Washington, D.C., and I graduated from Georgia in December of 2018. And I moved here in January 2019. I work on Capitol Hill in the United States Senate. I work for a senator from Missouri, and I work in political communications. Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Sarah Lynn, Sarah Lynn Bean. I graduated from Georgia in 2015. I think I'm the veteran, other than Alan on this call. Um, and I, uh, live in Birmingham, Alabama now. Great. And then what do you do in Birmingham right now? I'm working for a nonprofit called United Way in the resource development department. Awesome. That's great. All right. And Trey, my name is Trey and I'm the baby of the group. I graduated from UGA in the spring of 2019 uh, I'm currently interning with Crew, serving alongside the Impact Movement at Georgia State and uh, the North Avenue Trade School, also known as Georgia Tech. Nice. All right. Well, it's so fun to see your faces. I know they can't see your faces, but I can see your smiling faces, and that makes me very happy. But we're going to chat tonight and let these guys listen in on our chat. I'm going to ask you guys a few questions, and uh, we'd just love to have you Give us a little of your perspective and your experiences. As you look back, when you guys were students, what was one of the big shaping factors that happened to you when you were in crew at UGA? What did God really do in you 
during that point that you look back on with fondness. Who wants to go first? Sarah Lynn, you want to lead us off? Sure. Um, goodness, God did a lot of things in my life through crew at UGA. So this will, this is probably the one that's the hardest to give a succinct answer to for me. Um, he was very gracious to use crew. Um, first and foremost, to really um, introduce me to the true gospel. Um, I came into college with a very false notion of what it meant to know Jesus. I thought that it was um, all about my my merit, my my track record, and my spiritual resume, um, which I spent a lot of time trying to develop in high school and thought I was coming in pretty hot and pretty ready to go in college um, until I joined a small group with crew my freshman year and um, and it was really through that and through a summer mission, um, that following that, I guess my first summer of college, um, that I realized that it was by grace that I am saved through faith and that this wasn't from myself. Um, and that it wasn't through works. It was a gift of God. Um, yeah. So that it's not mine to boast about. Um, and that this was fully unmerited and that when that hit me, I think, everything else kind of came naturally um, out of it. And by that, I mean, that was when I understood why people talk about, quote unquote, sharing their faith um, and quote unquote evangelizing. Because I think before I was like, that seems a little pushy, you know, but when I understood how captivating the gospel is that, Mm. you know, we're sinners who have nothing to offer um, to the Lord and to the world on our own, but Jesus died so that we could have life. Um, and have it to the full. I think when this hit me, it became very obvious why one would want to share their faith. Um, and so I think probably knowing the gospel, and then secondly, the 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 why and the how of sharing that with other people um, is really what God did in my life through Korean college was just equipping me with how to share the gospel and um, and with also the the reason that we do it. Um, and that being because, you know, it, our joy is made complete in sharing it and also that it, it glorifies God and it brings other people um, to salvation. And so it really all happened for me at Georgia. Um, so I, I think that's hopefully succinct enough and hopefully thorough enough, Alan. Totally. Oh, my God. I mean, what a great picture you just painted to us of what happened to you in college. It, it all happened. It all just kind of crystallized. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Hunter, how about you? Yeah, yeah, I, Sarah Lynn, I resonate so much with what you just said of of just the understanding more of the gospel, the good news, this incredible life that we can have in Jesus, the most satisfying, most fulfilling, the most beautiful life uh, with Jesus. And so I I I am completely on the same page. Um, I, I didn't know, didn't know God, didn't have a relationship with God coming into college, and so I think. Hands down, number one, meeting God and uh, coming to know Jesus. Number one, that's that's what changed in college. I think something that has stuck with me uh, has stuck with me so much within crew was just the the equipping aspect. Um, when I there was about a year where I was walking with the Lord and I wasn't a part of ministry, wasn't a part of church, didn't really have any community. And when I when I jumped into crew with the, the open arms. Um, I was just immediately giving, given tools, uh, to walk out my faith. Many, 
that were taught by Alan and many others uh, leaders within crew of just how to study the word, how to share your testimony, how to share the gospel. And these aspects have stayed with me today to now be able to uh, share, share these with others in Washington, DC. And I, I think I'll share this quickly. I think just the ministry coming to DC, it was clear. This was a call. Hey, go be a light on the Hill and on Capitol Hill. And over the past several months, over the past year and a half, God has has brought me into contact with a, a good amount of people and have been able to be a part of a ministry here on the Hill. I actually was able to help start a house church for Hill staffers specifically. And these three things that I shared of studying the word, sharing your testimony in the gospel, and, and there are other things as well that came from being equipped and crew, I have, have now been able to disciple others uh, in within Congress, and now they're doing the same. And so I, I'm just so grateful for these lifelong uh, tools and uh, teachings um, from my time at crew that I can, I now have today and I will have be able to hold on to the rest of my life. And so I think that's a big aspect for sure that, that I'll never, every time I, every time I dive into the word with someone and I share, Hey, here's how you can study the word. I, Al and I often think of you because we, you taught me week after week of going through the word, how to study scripture. And I, and I often think of you hmm. when doing that. And so I'm so grateful uh, for, to be able to sit with God each and every day to learn how to spend time with them, but also how to share that with others. Oh, that's fantastic. And thanks. I did not share that the second purpose of this podcast is to make me personally look good. I'm, totally, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Those are very kind and sweet words, though. Trey, tell us about it. As you look back, what was one of the big shaping factors that happened to you as you were in crew at UGA? Yeah, I definitely resonate with what both of them shared. Um, I think about a talk, I guess, to two Allen's horn a little bit more. I think about a talk at crew. Um, it was on First Samuel twelve twenty two, and I think it says that God is delighted, or some version says that He is pleased to make us His people, and that right there, <laughs> that was life changing, um, and it's still life changing to this day. Uh, and I think it it really provided a freedom for me to, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think of me, uh, and I think we hear that a lot. But the one that really got me was it doesn't even matter what I think of me because God is pleased, you know, to make me his child. Uh, and so that really just like, it's amazing because it provided a lot of amazing freedom for me to consider, okay, what does God want me to do? You know, and, um, and considering my calling, uh, it's still shaping me to this very moment as I consider some of those things. Uh, but now, now I can see it, my calling as an invitation uh, to believe in Jesus and to love others in a specific context, you know, and like with a specific people or a people group with a specific job. Uh, and really the Lord is just calling me to love him and love others in that context. Uh, and I think of Jonah, you know, and uh, God asked him, you know, to go and, and share the gospel to one of the greatest nations, you know, in, in Nineveh. And he went the opposite direction, you know, and, and he eventually came back and he then he was upset with God, <laughs> you know, because God made him go, go back. And I think about that and I'm just like, man, like, and yeah, I can be a Jonah sometimes for sure. Uh, but I just wonder like, what if Jonah was on board with God, you know, and just think about like what Jonah did, like even the king of Nineveh, you know, repented. And I'm uh, just thinking about that. It's just like, God's inviting us to be a part of what he's doing 
uh, even in nations that don't even know his name that haven't been even been reached. Um, so yeah, I think going back to that talk of, you know, God is pleased with me. It really gave me the freedom to sit alone in the quiet, you know, with the Lord and in prayer uh, to consider my calling, but also in community uh, and allow the Lord to form where he wants me to go rather than just, you know, a light bulb, you know, I found my calling. Um, but more of like, you know, being in community, being um, alone with the Lord, uh, really he formed my calling to go to South Asia, to love him and love others in South Asia. Uh, and now he's reforming that or not reforming it, but forming it more to, you know, hey, Trey, what about the black church, you know, and uh, really giving me a heart to, to reach the, the Southern black church specifically. Um, and so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest ways that crew shaped me in college and is still shaping me today is that, you know, my calling is God's invitation to know him and to make him known in a specific context, you know, and sometimes he doesn't make it super clear, but that's okay because that's part of him forming it. Uh, and so I think that's, this is really beautiful that God wants to use us uh, in his plan to, to glorify himself among the nations. Yeah, that is fantastic. Okay, we could just stop the podcast right there and everybody would be like, that was amazing, <laughs> but we're going to keep going and we're going to ask a couple more questions. So obviously, you guys are not in college anymore. You're in the, the quote unquote real world. So what does your faith look like now in that context? How does it look different than when you were in college as far as how you pursue him? Could you give us any thoughts on that for students who are kind of curious about what's next? I don't mind sharing. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm still learning how to pursue the Lord and others in the real world. Um, and, but I, I would say that my faith kind of looks more real again. I don't know how to explain it, but I think, I think an illustration might help. Uh, and I think if you stay in crew long enough, you'll hear uh, the college buffet type thing. Um, and so it's like with crew, you know, you have weekly meetings, you have discipleship, you have Bible study, small groups, and you, have, you go to church, you got Frisbee Fridays and stuff like that. And so it's like you're constantly, you know, being fed and you're constantly um, taking in. It's kind of like you're at Golden Corral. I don't know if anybody really knows what Golden Corral is anymore, but, you know, you're just at Golden Corral and you're, you're taking in and, and you, it's all you can eat. And it's just, it's so good. And, it, and it, I think Golden Corral is pretty good. Um, but I think now post-college, it's more of like, an Uber Eats driver, you know, and so now I'm taking that nourishment to people. Rather, I am still, you know, sitting in at the buffet, but at the same time, I'm then taking that and going to people um, and taking that nourishment to them. And so I think it, it's a lot more like taking an, an uh, taking initiative, um, more so now than in college. Thanks. Right. I would I would piggyback on that, Trey. I I I completely agree. I, I think there there's not people constantly asking you, hey, come to this small group or this Bible study. And and so I I don't know if this is the the favorite answer uh, in the room, but I, I think there's a there's an element where this can be uh, once you are post college, it can be really challenging. You have to really fight for your faith. You have to mm-hmm. fight uh, to get up before work and spend time with the Lord and and abide all abide throughout the day, of course, with the Lord and. And I, I think even, you know, in college, I remember thinking, oh, you don't have as much time. You don't have that much time. There's all this going on. And after college, you have much less time for sure. And so I have, I have seen that uh, you really have to fight 
uh, fight for your faith, fight for your time with the Lord. And I think knowing that coming out, um, not in fear, but in confidence, Hey, I'm taking it as your own, as, as you said, Trey, like making your faith your own again and to run after the Lord. And I think just in regards to the, the aspect of the question, how do you reach people? Uh, I, I just believe that whether it is this calling, I know God's calling me to this, or maybe this is your, your best option. And when you go into work or wherever it may be post post graduation, that the people that you are with in your office that you live with, these are, these are uh, placements by the Lord. Uh, it is these people that God wants you to reach. Every, every encounter with someone is a divine encounter. It's a divine appointment. I should say that uh, that's an opportunity to share the love of God. And so I would say that reaching, how do you reach people post-graduation? What does that look like to pursue them? I think it's just as you go making disciples, as you go loving God and loving people. And out of that overflow, uh, people are going to come to know Jesus. They're going to come and see Jesus by seeing your life. I think that that's what I try and hold on to. And that's what I believe in and, uh, and uh, pursue, I should say, uh, while going to work each day, while living uh, here in post-graduation life. That's great. Sarah Lynn, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I might do a little bit of piggybacking also. I mean, I think that in college, it, there's a lot of truth to the statement that um, you are constantly being pursued with opportunities. Um, some of you may feel this more than others, but opportunities to join a ministry, to join a small group, to be a part of this outreach group or um, come to that worship night. And uh, that was one thing that I really loved about college. Um, and is something that is not as much of a reality after college. Um, and just a little bit of background on me. I was on staff with crew for several years, uh, after I graduated. And so, and I just shifted off of staff, um, uh, about three and a half months ago. And so for, you know, four years of college and five years after college, I was just blessed to be um, surrounded by coworkers and friends who were pushing me towards the Lord. And some of you might find yourself, some, some people listening to this podcast um, might find themselves in a similar position. Um, but the reality is many people will find themselves in, a, in the same sort of deal that I'm in currently. Um, which is working uh, a secular job with people from a lot of different backgrounds. And so I think what I've learned is that you really do have to fight um, for just that. Um, I guess the Lord is always pursuing us. And obviously we don't, we don't do anything to make him any more present and make the spirit any more present in our hearts to make God more present in our day-to-day -day lives. He is, always present. Um, but in terms of that communion and that fellowship that we have with God, this is something that we, that we must fight for. Um, because I think, I really do think that Satan is the, is the chief distractor. Um, that's one thing I've been learning a lot in this season is that one thing that he's really good at is putting just a busy schedule in front of you, even if it's just a bunch of good things. Um, and trying to take your eyes off of the best thing, which is Jesus, our Savior himself. Um, and so I think that I'll, I'll be the first to say that in this transition for me, I have needed help in abiding in Jesus. Um, I think we all do. And one thing that 
has been really helpful is finding a friend. Um, she actually used to work for crew as well and is now not doing that. Um, she, she felt called to something else just like I did. And we pray together once a week in the morning. Um, and I need that time because it holds me accountable to pray. Um, I can be so quick to just think that I don't need to pray. And, um, and then the second is just fighting to find, I think the church community that has blessed me and every city that I've lived in post-college, it's been three different ones and finding a church and getting plugged in immediately has really helped me to walk well with the Lord. Because again, there's people holding me accountable and people who know when I'm not showing up, um, and who know my stuff. And, um, so I, I could probably say a lot more, but it does look quite different after college. It can be just as much, if not more of a of a blessed and wonderful season of your walk with the Lord. Um, but it does take some initiative on our part with all the distractions that are coming in. Great word. Yeah, that is a great summary. That's great to know. All right, let me ask you one last question. I would love to sit here and talk to you guys for like three hours, but I think our audience would turn the podcast off. We'd have a great time. <laughs> but let me ask you one more. I said we were doing this series on No Grow Go. And now we're talking about go, going to the world. What does go mean for you as, as the Lord is leading you now? Hunter, maybe you could start. Tell us a little bit about kind of your church involvement and what you discovered up there. I'd, I've loved hearing you tell stories about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say, what does go mean for me? I'm thinking of, I shared a little of this earlier, the life before knowing Jesus and looking for the things of the world to satisfy me and, uh, and running in any direction, trying to find the significance, satisfaction, fulfillment in life and coming up completely empty and then coming to, to meet with Jesus and finding everything. When I was in Greek life, in the Greek life ministry. Uh, I could share that, just my, my story of how the things of the world uh, don't satisfy and how there's life in Jesus. And when the Lord brought me to uh, D.C., I felt like it was the same, the same story to tell of, hey, I've tried to find the things of the world to satisfy in a city, in a city of power and influence and, and uh, a lot of other things that, that people are striving for. I know that the things that this city promises is satisfying that, uh, that, that it's not going to satisfy that it's only Jesus. And, and so I think being here, um, I think being here, it's when people's eyes are on the future, people's eyes are on a position or a place of influence or, or really anything at all. I think it's just, just coming to this place of love of showing them the love of Jesus and looking and that, that looks very different from a place in the world. And um, yeah, I would say that I just, I just, I can't think of anything beyond of, of sharing the love of Jesus. I guess I'll share, I'll share a testimony or I'll share a few testimonies. So in DC, people come here from all walks of life, whether that be college students, whether that be people fresh out of college, whether that be congressmen that are in their mid forties and get elected and they come to DC. It's very transient. People come and they go and there, uh, when I, last year, when I was, uh, I was on staff, uh, with a, a Senator here and 
there was an intern that came in and he was clearly having a difficult time. He wanted to come to DC because his dreams were in DC and, and his life goals. And however, he was clearly having a difficult time, really cha uh, a challenging time. And I just was reminded of the of verse, the, the passage in Matthew 11, I believe, where Jesus says, Hey, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. And I just felt led to share that with him. And that began a relationship. Um, uh, with him and it deepened our relationship to show him the love of Jesus, that Jesus takes away our burdens and he gives us life and he gives us joy and he gives us freedom. And uh, as, as things turned out, as this relationship was built, this was a, this was a, a guy who was, he was in college and, and the weekend before he had ran to a bridge in DC and was uh, he was considering a, a suicide to jump off this bridge. And um and however, he did not. And we continued this relationship. And he ended up giving his life to the Lord and wanted to, and is still walking with the Lord. And it was just a life of redemption and life of freedom that ended up impacting many others. And I think it's just this place of going back to what I said of walking in the love of Jesus. And the love of Jesus is contagious. The joy of Jesus is contagious. And it's a life that we're called to. And so I share that testimony because it was just a natural overflow. It was just the spirit. It was just the Holy spirit moving to share the love, uh, to share his love. And, um, I think it's, it just becomes a, it becomes a natural part of who we are. And so, um, I think I'll end with that of the, the, uh, the, the testimony aspect that I, I just think it's, it's just seeking the Lord and looking for those open doors and those opportunities mm -hmm. just, uh, me, me and friends, we call them spiritual snacks to see if anyone's hungry. Just toss out a word here, talk about the Lord and, and see if anyone's hungry. And, and uh, yeah, I think that's a lot of fun to just see God move because he wants to move. He wants to bring people uh, into relationship with him. And we, uh, so we, just, we just have to obey and throw mm -hmm. some snacks out there. Snacks, spiritual snacks. Very nice. What about I you? I love G? that. Um, well, I was it's funny that you say spiritual snacks because I was going to use the phrase seasoning my conversations with the gospel. <laughs> so um, this is good stuff. But I think that, you know, when I was on staff and full-time in ministry, my go looked like getting to share the gospel from start to finish each and every day on whatever campus I was serving at at the time. My go doesn't look like that today. Um, because I, I sensed that God was calling me into, um, into nonprofit work and then into a world that was really not primarily Christians working there. Um, and so my go looks a lot different than it did four months ago. Um, and it really looks like seeking um, the Lord for opportunities to season conversations with the gospel and even just to begin building relationships and faith that he might do something really beautiful in those relationships. So just last week, um, I kind of felt God pushing me to reach out to a coworker. Um, and we went on a walk. That's it. We went on a walk. And I, I think maybe once I mentioned the church that I was going to, um, and I, I kind of brought that up casually. Um, and, and that was, that was the, the beginning of the seasoning with this friend of mine from work. And, um, my, my prayer is that those conversations can lead to something more 
Um, and that at some point God does open the door for me to share the gospel and share that, you know, this friend of mine, this coworker is loved by Jesus, loved by Jesus and that he died for her and, um, he sees her and he wants to know her for him to know him, for her to know him. And so, um, I do think it looks a lot differently now. Right now I find myself doing a lot of asking God, where am I going to invest in this new season of my life? Um, I've got this neighbor I've got this cousin that lives down the road. None of them know you. Um, I want them to like teach, give me opportunities, show me wide open doors. Um, but it's, it really is a lot of asking and just sitting before the Lord. Um, I don't have really any, any testimonies of my last few months of going other than just saying, show me God. Um, kind of, kind of like going back to Jonah, just send me. And, um, and I will, I'll go where you call me to go. That's a great perspective. Mm. Thanks for that. Uh, for me, I think in college, what it meant to go was two things. I think one, uh, was South Asia, uh, go to South Asia. I ended up going three times, two summer missions, and then, uh, international internship, uh, with crew in South Asia. And for me, uh, that's what it meant to go. Uh, as I learn more about unreached people groups, you know, that there are, you know, a little less than 50% of the world uh, has never heard of Jesus. And even more than that, they also don't have access to know about Jesus. Um, and so I think learning about that was just like, man, like, I got to go, <laughs> you know. And, and again, like that was something that was formed through community and formed through sitting with the Lord alone. Um, and yeah, so I think for me, like that was a pretty consistent one. Um, and the Lord provided, uh, immeasurably for me to, uh, to be able to go all three times. Um, so yeah, I think that's what go meant. And then I think also in my time and in, in during college, I think go meant to challenge, uh, some of my white brothers and sisters to reconsider, uh, how gospel relates to justice, you know, and, um, <laughs> it was challenging at times. Um, but I, I think it was really important, uh, as Hunter was talking, you know, he shared about showing the love of God. Um, and you know, that's what we're called to do, not just to go to unreached people groups, like, yeah, like we need to, um, but also, you know, we also are called to show that love, uh, through advocating for justice and demonstrating yeah. justice and, uh, and God's mercy yeah. and kindness and compassion. So I think for me, that's, that's during my time in, in college, I think that's what go meant is to go to unreached people groups and then go to, go to, um, to my friends and, and mm -hmm. challenge them to reconsider, you know, how gospel, how the gospel and, and justice fit hand in hand. That's mm -hmm. great. Wow. So one thing that I would add to that, um, and Trey said something that made me think of this is just that sometimes going just means this is going to sound really counterintuitive, but I think sometimes going just means staying like it can mean going to the people that are in your immediate spheres of influence. It doesn't necessarily have to mean going all the way. Um, it can mean going across the ocean. I was, I got to do that right after college and God used that in my life immensely, but it can also mean, you know, if you're, and this is for you guys, you young ones in college still is, it can mean going to your sorority. It can mean going to, um, you know, the, the people in your major that you sit next to in class every day. 
Um, it, it's really just making, um, making moves, uh, making steps of faith in the places that God has strategically placed you. And I think that's one thing that I'm trying to remember myself today is, you know, I don't have to join all these new groups or, um, you know, work really hard to find someone outside of my job or the people in my apartment complex. I can just ask the Lord to open doors with the people that he's already placed right, right in front of me. I think Hunter mentioned that earlier too, but yeah. That is great. Well, this has been a fantastic time. Do you have anything else you'd like to say to those younger students who are coming behind you? Any words of love or encouragement or wisdom? I think that another, just if I was going to leave you guys with any piece of encouragement, um, it would be to, to learn, to allow yourself the time and to seek out the resources while they're in front of you to learn how to love the word of God. Um, because this is something that will take you so far. And I really think that God was gracious enough to teach me how to study the Bible in college um, using crew largely. And um, because of that, those four years, I still feel um, confident to to be able to, to read it. And, um, I know how, mainly I just know how to ask questions about it. Cause I'll, I think we'll always be asking questions about God's word of the Lord and of those who are wiser than us, but learn to love the word of God in college. You, you have the time, you have the people there who are dying to help you do so. Um, and it will bear fruit for the rest of your life. I think I'll share yeah, and I think I'd say you're going to have an amazing time. Like, college is amazing. You're going to love the football games, and you're going to love, like, all the big hangouts and your friends, and, and uh, college is amazing. Um, but I think the moments when I look back on at my time in school, the moments I cherish the most are the times with the Lord. The moments I cherish the most are the times uh, praying with people, seeing others come to know Jesus, those, those are the times that I will cherish for the rest of my life more than anything else. And so I, I, you'll never regret giving everything to the Lord in your four years mm. in school. Like that is what, uh, that is what you'll love. That's what you'll hold on to. Those are the stories that you'll remember forever. And so I would encourage you, challenge you, give everything you have. Don't leave anything on the field. Um, mm. because, uh, God has big things in store, not just after school, but right now. Fabulous word. Well, thanks you guys so much. And thank you for taking the time to bless our students and everybody listening. I, I could do this for hours. Um, just so proud of all of you. So thankful for all of you and just love how you're glorifying our Lord in all the different ways he's called you to do that.